Welcome to the Zondra TV Audio Nation, where we bring you the most interesting topics and conversations from the Zondra TV Network family of shows. And now, let's join the conversation. Today in the studio, I've got an amazing guest that came from a mighty long way to be here in Dallas, Texas. Now, here's the thing. Have you ever had conflict occur in your life? Have you ever had a situation where you thought, oh, I can use some conflict resolution tools and strategies to actually, you know, heal a situation? Well, guess what? I have someone here that knows about conflict intelligence. Now, that's a whole different game. And her name is Yvette Durazo. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Sandra, for inviting me over to this show and, and to talk to your guest. I am so excited because when I talked to you and you were telling me, I mean, your passion for conflict is amazing. But really, I need to know a little bit about you. Like, I'm sure people would like to know a little bit of history about you. Tell us. Yes. Well, I call myself that I was a, a border child. I was born in San Diego, California, yeah. and raised in between Tijuana, Mexico, and San Diego, and that's why I call myself a border child. Uh -huh. I had the wonderful opportunity to be raised in between the borders and be able to experience the different uh, cultures and the different atmospheres that that border gets yeah. to bring to to anyone that it's raising that side of, of the borders, right? So so then, that's interesting. I, I know a little bit about San Diego. I used to go to San Diego when I was younger, young, young, young. Okay, I'm not finna date myself. But at any rate, <laughs> when I was younger, I, I used to go to San Diego a lot. So you saying, like, being a border child, right, where it's on the border. But what percentage of time did you spend in Mexico versus San Diego? Well, it's tough to say because my father used to have a business in Tijuana, Mexico. And, um, you know, we will do what a lot of typical families in the border will do. You know, we'll have a dual house. We will have one in Tijuana, Mexico, and one in San Diego in order for, for us to go to school. Yeah. So we were constantly back and forth. We will definitely sleep on this side of the border to be able to go to school and then go back and forth during the weekdays and the weekends okay. so that we can spend time with, with my father and, and the rest of the family over there. And where do you live now? I live, actually, I'm in between two places. I live in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Oh, come on, Parks. And <laughs> I'm also in Sunnyvale, California. Okay. Sunnyvale, California. I know all about that. I used to live there many, many years ago. Sunnyvale, I don't know if it's changed a lot. A little bit, maybe. I, I just think everything around Sunnyvale has changed a lot, right? Yeah, we uh, have all the industries. We have the Apple Park, which is a few yeah, minutes away from yeah. where I live. If you look at that place, it looks amazing. It's a beautiful, huge park. I bet it is. Apple. Yeah. I bet it is. So I have to ask you, like, because I, sometimes I just feel like, you know, it's in our DNA. Like, some things are just in our DNA. Uh, as a matter of fact, people tell me that, um, you know, when, when I was a little girl and, and we'd be playing like church or playing house or, you know, whatever maybe. You know how you are when you, you're mm -hmm. a child. Well, when I was a child and we were playing church, they all, you know, I was the, I was the minister <laughs> and I was behind the pulpit and they were the parishioners. And so I was preaching to them and telling them how they was going to live their life. So I think, I think that that is some things are in your DNA. So tell me what you believe was in your DNA as a child that lend to, towards this. 
Well, I think it was a combination of everything that, like you say, created that DNA. I, I remember back in the in the college, I used to be working with teams, and somehow I would not necessarily be the leader, you know, the one that will be speaking up, but yeah. I would always be the one that would find a way to glue people together in order to make things happen. Yeah. Because then I would get in trouble because I the, the work needed to be done, yeah. right? And I needed to pass my 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 classes, especially because at, at that age I was already married. I had uh, a child at a very young age. And trust me that when I was going to school, it was not about going to sororities and parties and anything like that. It was all about focusing yeah. on getting my career ready for me to to be able to to take care of my my family. So I remember being that little glue all the time. Yeah. Same thing, you know, thinking back to with my family, you know, although that I was the youngest of all my, my siblings, they would always look after me and talk to me whenever there were issues at home in order to be able to help you know, the family. And, and I would always be like the peacemaker, the peace builder. Okay, um, so see what I mean? Yeah. I, I just believe sometimes when we get in the place of our divine calling mm -hmm. and our destiny, part of our destiny, I believe that it is something that was already placed inside of us. Like yes. we have this thing of wanting to like be the glue, putting people together, being the one that's trying to create peace. That is That was already inside of you. And so when I hear you talk about conflict, that's why the, it's so passionate. Because yes. it's you. Yes. And, and actually, one of my first pages, I make reference to the Bible, Matthew, where it says, uh, bless are the peace builders. <laughs> so, you know, right? in one way or another, I feel that I, that this was my calling. And, and, and I think that throughout life, I was, I was always challenged with situations and, and conflict all around me. But somehow I kind of knew internally that those experiences were developing me and were shaping me. And actually, I, I just took a little quote from, from one of your brochures that you have here outside oh, where you okay. talk about, about a quote that, you know, you, you're, you're not defined by your past, but it does shape you. Yes. And I think that that is exactly what I knew that I was going through all, throughout my life because it, it wasn't very easy being married very young and, you know, becoming a single mom very young yeah. and, and going through you know, health issues and, mm -hmm. and, and hardship in order to make things happen. And, um, and I think that, uh, you know, somehow all of that created the, the passion and the, yeah. and the wantingness and the willingness to go out into organizations and help, help organizations create a more uh, harmonious workplace environment. I love it. I love it. I, you know, how many of you are watching this thinking, you know, do you really realize that it, within your DNA, I guarantee you, it is part of your destiny, if not your destiny. And that when you actually tap into that, I mean, just like what you've done, Yvette, you, you, it, it, there's a passion that comes. It's like, I bet sometimes you almost think about how come I'm so passionate about this that so you have to shake yourself because yeah. I know what it's like to be so passionate about something that you feel like, oh my God, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm over the top on it, right? Mm -hmm. But it's because it's part of who I am. Yes, that's correct. And, and that's, that's how I felt when I was in the midst of 
writing and developing this book yeah. that this book came about in 2014 when I realized that I had developed already a methodology. But, you know, times pass and you're all busy networking and, yeah. and doing whatever you need to do in order to build your business. Then when the pandemic hit, it was the right opportunity for me to really sit down and, and have those extra hours out of the day. Yeah. And I was very passionate about writing and doing all these things. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, there would be times that people would ask me, you know, how do you do this? It's like, well, I don't even have even enough time to do my passion. Yeah. Yes, you know, I went overboard. I was writing the book, teaching in three universities, you know, doing my consulting work. And, and I missed wow. the part about the humanity and, you know, I think that that happens also to the, you know, inventors, you know, they're always in their lab yeah. trying to develop something unique that will transform yeah. and change the world. And, and sometimes they, they lack of isolation because they're they're so driven and so passionate about I know what it's like to be driven. <laughs> I tell you what, when we, we're gonna take a short break, but when we come back, I really wanna dive into this book. I wanna know really more about it and the passion behind it. We'll be right back. The number one tool for generational wealth is and always has been real estate. Property ownership is the most trusted financial security and there's so many benefits. Most people lack the information, education, and more importantly, the mindset to make real estate repeatable and profitable. Until now. Our step-by-step -step approach will give you the knowledge and tools necessary to help you grow your portfolio. Check me out, ToneRobinson.com. Watch this and so much more on Zondra TV. Download the app on Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and Roku, or visit ZondraTV.com. Welcome back to Real Biz Talk with Zondra. I've been talking to Yvette. Uh, here about conflict resolution, or I should say conflict intelligence, right? But here's the thing. There are, there, there's something inside of each and every one of us. It's like part of our DNA. And when we decide to tap into that, things change. And so I really want to delve into this book, Conflict Intelligence. You were telling me during break something about taking getting a human resource certificate. Tell me more about that. Yeah, when I when I moved to Silicon Valley area, I really decided to join in a, a, an HR certificate program. Yeah. Because I was curious. I've been always curious about the fact that, you know, how is it that me trying to work with HR people and, and going to a lot of their network events, the human side of it was never was never addressed. So I decided to investigate and I went to a certificate at UC Santa Cruz Extension. Okay. And, and I got my answers right at the end of the program after a whole year. Only 30 minutes were, were given in conflict, conflict resolution. Only 30 minutes throughout the, the whole year of class. And, and wait I had a, a minute, series- Wait a minute, we gotta back up on that. 30 minutes Only is 30 all minutes. that was spent and the rest of the stuff was stuff like what? benefits, how to fire people, how to go through policies and procedures, law, the law in HR, oh interviewing and all that. So one of my uh, great mentors, one of the professors there, uh, Marco, uh, he introduced me to the director and because I complained. I said, how could it be? Where, where, where did this happen that the human side of HR 
it's it's not there. So I I, I gave him my spiel and I and I told him about the yeah. fact that I had already been teaching before for National University in the Alternative Dispute Resolution Program, mm -hmm. which is the field study that um that I did in my master's degree. And he said, well. If you're so bothered by that, why don't you give me a proposal and, and give me a proposal of what would you, would you teach to HR? So I came up with an entire program to teach human resource conflict resolution about it. conflict resolution mediation. And I also um, tap it into the other side that I thought it was very important. I said, right now with everything that's happening, human resource is in the middle of everything happening with the diversity, equity, and inclusion, and they don't know what to do. So we need to create a HR course that addresses diversity, equity, and inclusion, and how HR can be an empowerment force in between the higher levels leaders and the employees that are the ones creating these affinity groups, ERG groups. Yes, and yes. if nobody's there to really yes. lead them and work with them, these might turn out into a formal complaint eventually because, you know, if people don't know how to communicate and have these difficult conversations, yeah. it backfires in yeah, organizations. Yeah, I mean, you are spot on. I just got hired to do a little consulting gig with a major company, mm -hmm. and uh, they wanted me to teach communications, storytelling, and guess what else? Imposter syndrome. Mm. But at the end of the day, when I think about the whole curriculum, I don't think I saw nothing in there about conflict at all. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Okay, so you had this epiphany, right, that you said, look, here, I, I didn't went through this whole certificate program, and 30 minutes was on conflict. But I, I really, wow, I really want to talk about why did you name this book Conflict Intelligence? That's what I really want to know. Because everybody else says conflict resolution, right? What's different? Tell me. What is different about conflict intelligence is to really teach professionals to not fear conflict. Because the reason a lot of people, you, you can talk to everyone, and everyone would say that it is between public speaking and dealing with conflict what they fear the most. Ah. And I said, we need to bring uh, a methodology to teach people not to fear conflict, but rather to be able to learn how to resolve it and learn how to manage it, yeah. which, which can indeed transform conflict into something positive, especially in the workplace. Mm -hmm. if, if, if you know or, or if leaders know how to maneuver and, and address conflict in a, in, a, in a way that can be transformed, it can mm -hmm. be a positive yeah. thing for organizations and for the culture. Yeah. And right now, more than ever, humanity has changed because of everything that we have been dealing with. You know, and it's not only in one part of the world, it's in everywhere. Everybody's right. changing. So we we're, we need more, right? We need more humanity yeah. in, in all the aspects of our lives, yeah. including and, in the workplace. Yeah, and so in my mind, I guess I think, Conflict has to be even more, it, it's deeper since the pandemic. So, mm -hmm. and I say that because not only do you have, okay, it was one thing to be in the workplace and you come to work every day mm -hmm. and then you have conflict, but it's conflict that you're kind of familiar with, right? Because mm -hmm. that's the way we live. Like, okay, I don't know if she goes to ask me. You know how people are. Uh, that's just, that's living life. 
But now that we have kind of a hybrid, you work from home most of the time. And sometimes you go to the office or you work at home still 100% of the time. And yet there is interaction that still creates conflict, but in a different way that you don't have to really confront it. What do you think about that? Well, actually, it aggravated more because now you have people at home where they feel in a safe environment and every time that they have to go into the computer they start feeling that visceral effect yeah. and that's when they start realizing that indeed conflict can be a a harmful thing to your body uh, and we're, if we're talking about conflict uh, intelligence uh, we're talking about wellness we're talking about how to keep your employees healthier yeah and and i think that it actually showcase more that there was conflict even though that people were at home they were still having the same visceral so, effects whenever they were going to talk to their boss whenever they were yeah. going to work at a team it, it whenever, still came up in you you still gonna, felt the feeling exactly but with the decision wow. perhaps that now i'm at home mm. and i'm in a safe place but yet i'm feeling it that uh, yet, that feeling uh, yeah. and yet something is wrong here. Mm. This is creating health issues for me. This is That's how something. it's creating my my heart, heart, high blood pressure to go up, my heart beats to go up, that they don't feel comfortable. And, and that something. is, I think that it, it it kind of like, you know, exacerbated make it, it. that exacerbated, yeah. make it okay. bigger. So, okay, who is your ideal client? Like if I was to refer somebody or people that are watching, who's who do you work with? I work with CEOs managers, supervisors, every every leader that has to work with, with people. The higher you go on the ranks in your, your organization, the higher you're going to be working and be more exposed to working with people. And, and mm-hmm. people skills, if you were, if, if that's what in the past they used to be called yeah. the people skills, yeah. because conflict resolution was a taboo word. Like nobody wanted to talk about conflict mm-hmm. in the workplace. They will They will call it people skills. Nowadays, I see more and more that is more needed, especially with leaders, especially with people that you're hiring. It it is one of those skills that is very much needed in the workplace. That is really awesome. I mean, I didn't think about that even in a virtual um, society, you still feel that like, oh, I got to get on this call with Uh, this person. And and it's it's still that same uh, emotion. It's Mm -hmm. still... Uh, the same reaction is just served up in a different way. Oh my goodness. When we come back, I want to talk about where folks can get this book. But I also want to know, you know, kind of get deeper in it. Like, tell me what it's going to help me to do more effectively. Okay? All right. We're going to be right back after a short break. Are you tired, sore, not feeling as vibrant as you should? With today's fast-paced life, we tend to exercise less and eat not-so-healthy food, and that leads to aches, pains, and inflammation. But Neolife can help. Our non-GMO, whole food-based, cellular nutrition products were created by doctors and designed to bring back the healthy vitality that you've been missing. Get started with the Neolife Vitality Pack and say goodbye to aches and chronic pain. Regain your vitality. Visit MyVitalityCenter.com and take control of your health. Visit MyVitalityCenter.com today. Watch this and so much more on Zondra TV. Download the app on Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and Roku, or visit ZondraTV.com. Welcome back. 
Welcome back to Real Biz Talk with Zandra, where I've been talking to Yvette, who is absolutely an expert when it comes to conflict intelligence. A little different than resolution. Now, you do get resolution in it, but she teaches the, the, the understanding of how to manage conflict in an intelligent way. But here's the thing. Before break, man, you were talking about, are you serious? I mean, at the end of the day, conflict still is on the up, even in a post-pandemic world where mm-hmm. you're virtually managing your people the same anxiety you feel in a workplace is the same anxiety. Do you feel when you have to get on that Zoom? <laughs> yes. That is just as, but I mean, it's true. It's so true. And I, I like, you just brought that to light. So I can only imagine just that one thing, right? If you could bring that to light, how can people get a hold of you if they want to work with you? Yes, they can look me up on YouTube, Yvette Durasso, Unitive Consulting, or they can look me up on the website. What's your website? It's unitiveconsulting.com. Unitiveconsulting.com. Y'all need to look her up because, listen, I know that there are a lot of virtual workplaces right now that need your help because people are feeling that angst in their spirit about, oh, my God, you know, last time we had this meeting, people were, you know, throwing, you know, digs and and yelling and potentially just being not not very good uh on uh on on zoom or otherwise um tell me though about the nuts and bolts of this book because i keep going with intelligence is really a good way to put this what concept are you teaching in here that makes you different Uh, well the concept that i teach here is a methodology that i that I started developing without even knowing that it was a methodology. I just started getting um, a lot of good comments about the people that I was working with and and them mentioning to me, wow, I, I see conflict in a different way. I don't feel the fear anymore. I, I know that I don't have a, a script, but rather I have a, a thought process or a way of thinking differently mm-hmm. that does not allow me to fear being in confrontation or having difficult conversations with my my colleagues mm-hmm. or my direct reports. Mm. So that is where I realized that I have developed this methodology, something very different that would, what you will find in other books, right? That it's there are conflict resolution books. You can find many of them, um, but they mm. sometimes they will teach you scenarios, and I don't I don't like to teach you that. I will I'd like to teach you how to fish. And how to be able to... Come on, teach me how to fish. Exactly. And I can eat for a lifetime. All right. Because with this, my intention is to really raise the levels of consciousness on people. Okay. You know, I'm I'm, I'm like this little superwoman or superman, if you might say. Because I know that with this methodology, if I'm working with leaders, I know that in some way or another, I'm also impacting the families that they live with the communities that they they work with mm. as well. Because when they become conflict intelligence, they become different people. They impact the community, they impact their families. And they uh, and then I have the hope that they will teach better resolution skills to their own children. Why? Because if you realize, uh, Sandra, we nobody teaches us conflict resolution. If you think about your upbringing, 
perhaps yeah. you might be very lucky that somebody when you were young was able to emulate a situation in where you kind of learn some tips mm -hmm. on how to resolve conflict. Yeah. But if you didn't grow up with uh, somebody that might have teach you a positive way to do it, it's going to stay with you throughout your life. And then you're mm -hmm. going to grow up and you're going to go to get a degree, a master's, PhD. Mm -hmm. And when you're in the workplace and things don't go well, those skill sets that you learned when you were young, they're going to they're gonna come out. And, and that's it. why sometimes we hear that in the workplace or in government, they're, they're pretty much fighting like middle, 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 middle school, middle school yeah. students, right? Or wow. So, so then, uh, you know, if I think about it, like you talked about that you work with all people. So you're saying I can work with CEOs, I can work with managers, I can work with supervisors. Uh, what about, the, what about the actual employees though? How do you, what, what can they gain from this? Well, you know, I always think that leaders are everybody in the company. Come on. If, That's my philosophy. Yes. But the reality is that when you work from the higher levels down is when you make a better cultural track and better cultural change. Okay. If I want to start with employees, the employees, are they're not going to have the impact in order to bring me into the organization. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if we can impact people yeah. from the higher leadership down, then not only is going to change the leader, but it also will change the culture. So could any size company be have you come in and teach us how to be intelligent about conflict? I love conflict intelligence. That's that's the right that's that's the right way to think about it because conflict is inevitable. Therefore, if you teach me how to intelligently flow through that, it does take some of that stress and pressure and anxiety away, right? Yeah, and you can sleep better. You know, yeah. how many times have I worked with leaders that say, you know, I haven't been able to sleep because I know that I'm dealing with yeah. these manager or these other executive that, you know, it's creating a lot of conflict in the organization and I cannot sleep because I don't know what to do. So I help them not only to remove that, but also to learn how to transform their organizations from the inside out. I like that. Yeah. Okay, and it, the size business, any size business? Well, as you said, you know, conflict is inevitable. And, and the methodologies that I teach are, are way, way, uh, you know, le less costly than, than any company going through a legal proceed process, right? Or a formal complaint. Listen, so, y'all. Everybody needs everybody to be working with her. Because why should you work with her? Because we really don't know. I think we have gotten this conflict management we think we're managing conflict, but really you need the intelligence by which to navigate through conflict in a different way. It can change your trajectory, not only in the workplace, but if you learn these techniques, it's going to change your trajectory in your personal life too. As well. You know, that, it's a, it's I, a win win. I will get it from my students when I'm teaching at the university. They will come to me and they said, you know, um, I have a better relationship with my, my wife. Or, you know what, That's I was awesome. able to negotiate better at work and yeah. they love me because I was able to show my value and I was able to know how to negotiate nice. and not get into conflict with them. I so that. I would see it from my students coming into me and telling me, uh, you know, back in the days yeah. since I started teaching in 2012. You know, 
through through leaders that I have worked with that, you know, they feel that they have become a better person. And like I was telling you in my break, you know, the inspiration of this is how did I grow up with my father and who, yes. who he was as a leader with no formal education. He was an orphan from a very young age. He never went to any formal education, barely went to second grade. And knowing him and experiencing him and, and being my playground, the place where he where he developed his business, Born you know, gave later. me that mm. opportunity to say, you know what, I can definitely make an impact on organizations. Yeah. I, you know, I wanna I wanna clone more of these these so, persons so what like you're my father. Is your daddy was like not educated, he, but no. was an excellent leader. Leader. And what they would call servant leader. He was a very a, spiritual see, man. There you go. And, there you go. And, Come on with the servant leadership. Said, you know, if my father didn't have an education, but he had he was very spiritual. He he treated people with kindness and and didn't discriminate to anyone. You know, there has to be a way to create more of that. I went to my own series of experiences at work. And like I told you, I always flip them around because I said, if I don't know how this feels, if I don't know how it feels to be bullied and how it feels to lose Mm -hmm. your own health because of it, how will I be a specialist in this area? I love it. How can we get the book? You can get the book in Amazon. You can uh, find it in the website as well. You can, there's a link there. And What's you the can website? Find it. It's unitiveconsulting.com. Okay, unitiveconsulting.com. Thank you so much for being here. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations on conflict intelligence. I love that. And thank you for watching another episode of Real Biz Talk with Zandra, where I showcase small business so that you can grow and scale your business, not just locally, but nationally and globally as well. Until we meet again, as I always say, be the best you. Peace. Good job. Thank you. Watch this and so much more on Zondra TV. Download the app on Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and Roku, or visit zondratv.com.